I'm Jimmy James. I'm Carl Knapp. Carl is a practicing attorney in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. We're longtime friends, and once a week we get together to talk about divorce, child support, custody, criminal law, and much more. So come hang out, because this is Just Lawing Around. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Just Lawing Around Podcast. Today is going to be Carl's first remote podcast. He's not in his office today, so his mic might sound a little bit different. But we have a crazy story. Uh, we were kind of looking at this throughout the week. You may have heard of it. Uh, and I'm going to just read a quick brief on the whole thing. And then Carl and I are going to break this thing down because it's crazy. So starting out, a group of individuals, including the manager of a Harvard Medical School's morgue and his wife, have been accused of stealing and selling human remains. The scheme lasted from 2018 to early 2023. The manager allowed buyers into the morgue to select remains, which he then stole and sold. The group faces charges of conspiracy and transporting stolen goods across state lines. Harvard Medical School is cooperating with the investigation as apologized to the affected families. The case revealed a black market in human remains, which one defendant sending, sending over $37,000 for body parts. The FBI searched locations associated with the defendants, including a store called Cat's Creepy Creations. This investigation is ongoing. Now, this has been all over the news, and this is like a crazy story. And Carl, I have tons of questions for you. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, Carl. Well, welcome. As you said, this is my first remote podcast, but you said I, I sound pretty good. I'm uh, away for the weekend, but I figured you, you sent me this story. I saw a little bit about it, but um, yeah, this is this is like wild, crazy, ghoulish stuff so yeah we got to go through it because i'm going to just be kind of flying by the seat of my pants because i don't know a lot of the law on this stuff i don't know how it works but just seems like very very strange what was going on here yeah i think it opens the door for a lot of conversation because i have a lot of questions and i think one of my first questions would be when a cadaver gets sent to a school are are do you think there's like terms related to that do you think there's a contract like who gives the permission? Who has the right to give the permission? Does it have to be the deceased person? Like, does it have to be prior, like determined prior to his death? Like, do you have any idea how any of that works? Because I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, it, it's it's a good question. I, I think when when I do wills or living wills, um, one of the provisions generally in it's usually in the living will. It will usually say what you want done with your remains. And you can put that in your will too. So you can say, look, I, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be, be, you know, spread over the ocean or something. Or you could say, I want to be, you know, interned uh, next to my wife. So you can put these things in a will. And then if it's in a will, your executor of the will is, will have to carry out your wishes. Right. Now. Now, some people in a living will will say, look, I'm an organ donor, so I will donate my body, you know, so they can take the organs. Some say that they can use their body for um, educational purposes, which is, I think, what happens here is you, your body goes to, in this case, a medical school, and then the medical students probably dissect you and, you know, do you know their anatomy studies on you and then they probably cremate you when you're done but where so, where where does the will and and the um i guess the i don't know the agreement end like if your will says i want to be donated for science as soon as you're handed over to a school for science is that where your will ends 
Yeah, I think I think it depends on how specific you are. Some of my living wills, people will say I I will donate my body for organ donation, but not for science or medical purposes because some people are are smart enough, and and I'm not saying that it's a problem donating your body, but people know if you donate your body to a medical school. There's a bunch of medical students cutting you up into little pieces, right? Right. <laughs> so some people don't want that. They said, "Look, if if I I'll, I'll donate my organs because it's going to save a life, but right. I don't want people just cutting me up." But you're you're right. If you don't put that in there, or or once it goes to the medical school, what what's there? It's pretty general. Like, okay, we're going to use your body for scientific or medical purposes. That's a pretty general statement and i i think pretty much then the medical school can do pretty much whatever they want um, right the problem and we'll get down into this i i think the medical school has a problem here because what was happening to the bodies was not uh medical you know experimentation <laughs> it was a little beyond that well so then that, that was kind of my next question and i kind of briefed on this with you but once a cadaver is donated to a school for whatever reason, I'm sure that school has some paperwork that's going to back that saying like, okay, we're taking this body for this, this, and this, but I'm sure it's probably relatively open-ended at that point where, you know, I, cause I'm thinking like as a photographer, if I take a photo and I, and I, somebody buys it, I'm generally, I'm selling me personally, generally I'm selling the full rights to them. Once I hand it over to them, I have no say on what they do with it, how they use it, where, where they put it. And I'm wondering if it's the same thing with donation, donating the bodies to a school. If they have those kind of, you know, once it's donated, it's kind of they can do what they want and, and, and things like that. Do they have to follow the guidelines of, for educational purposes or can they do what they want? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Off the top of my head, I've never seen such an agreement. I'm sure when they get the body, the medical school, that there is some contract that is signed, or even if it's just like a release that says, okay, we, we have the body and now we can, you know, it's now our property for lack of a better term. The same way when you sell a photograph, if you sell a photograph and you turn over all the rights and they use that photograph for something you don't approve of, you know, propaganda or some sort of racist advertisement, you're kind of, you can't come back as a, as the photographer and say, Hey, you know, I sold it to you, but you can't do that with it. Right. That would have to be in the provision on, on the sale, like a, a stipulation of the sale. If, if, I, I, if I wanted to protect that. Yeah. If you wanted to protect that and said, you, you can use it for the following purposes. Right. There, when when they get the, a body, uh, is it just a general release that says here's the body? There would have to be some in my mind. There's there's like a reasonable expectation. There's a certain reasonableness in the law. Like if I give you, if I give a, if I donate my father's body to Harvard Medical School. I understand that there, it'll probably be dissected. I understand that medical students are going to probably look at it. I get that, but I'm not consenting that they're going to remove his head and sell it, <laughs> you know, right. on Facebook. And you, right? And you know, I, I have two follow-ups to that. Yeah. My first follow-up to that is that they're only facing conspiracy and transporting stolen goods. 
which makes me feel like is there even a crime for what they're doing that's that that's point one point two is going to be what about john does and jane does i mean i'm sure a lot of those get you know donated for for these reasons and if anybody doesn't know what a john doe or a jane doe is it's a body uh that's found that's unidentified and, and nobody knows who it is a lot of times those are the ones that get donated to to science because they don't have a family or anybody to give them to yeah maybe maybe yeah a homeless person or something dies on the streets and nobody identifies them and then they get donated as a cadaver right. to a medical, medical school that that certainly happens a lot i i feel there there's got to be some sort of of as i said i say reasonableness to rules or regulations as to what they do with these things the the stolen you know the stolen what, what the is conspiracy and transporting stolen yeah. goods that's an interesting concept because the what they're saying is the way i understand it is this guy who operated the morgue he stole the body parts from the medical school right so because the body's donated to the medical school he steals the body parts and then sells them so the body parts would be the stolen goods which is an odd angle but i guess it works well okay so the it, it, two of the bullet points that are written down here for me are the morgue manager allowed buyers to enter the morgue and select the remains they wanted to purchase. Then the stolen body parts included brains, skin, and bones, which were taken to the manager's home in New Hampshire and then shipped to buyers. How do you advertise so, this? <laughs> there, and the one article says, in quotes, head number seven, close quotes, uh, for, for sale for $1,000. You're right. Like I don't know where that's advertised i don't know th that there's a market but uh, you know we're normal we're normal people right I'm, I'm not looking to buy i don't know who buys body parts human body parts right i don't even i don't even know if it's illegal to buy well it doesn't look like they're being charged with having deceased body parts they're, they're being charged with theft and i don't want to say theft but you know that and, and moving stolen body parts yeah, the, even the even the woman, and we can talk about her that bought some of the stuff. It was it was the charge was like trafficking in in stolen goods. So same way, if I if I stole if I work for Best Buy and I steal a TV, and then I sell it to you, James. So now you bought a stolen TV from me that I stole from Best Buy. This guy's stealing what heads brains well, yeah, so, so here's the interesting part of that okay if you steal a tv you know a tv could be 899 dollars, right well, what value do you put on a head <laughs> you, know, you know like where, where's the value to that to even know because there's different first off when there's theft there's different levels of theft there's there's petty theft there's larceny grand larceny grand theft auto i mean there it depends on the value of what you're stealing for the penalty how would they even determine that <laughs> I, I the 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 penalty must be based on the on the purchase price. This this one woman paid what six hundred dollars for two partially dissected heads. So okay. you I, the value is is what she paid for it. If somebody paid a thousand dollars, the value is thousand dollars. There's there's obviously a market for this stuff. I don't know what you 
again, what you do with it. I know this one lady. What's her name? Cat. Katrina. Creepy Trump. Creations. Check her out on Instagram. She actually has an Instagram page. <laughs> and she makes creepy dolls and stuff. Now, I, I, I read somewhere that she uses, like, bones and stuff with, within the dolls that she makes. And I'm going to assume up until this point it's been, like, animal bones. Which, I don't know if that's illegal or not. I, I don't see why that would be illegal as long as you're yeah, not killing the animal. Animal bones. I thought she also, as part of her Instagram, I thought some of her hashtags were, like, human bones. Right. I'd be curious to know if this is her only supplier or has she seeked this before in other places. Yeah, it leads you to believe that you can actually purchase human bones. So if if I die and I say in my will, and I make it, suppose I make it very specific, and I say, look, when I die, I want my body to be dissected, and I want my bones to be sold. I don't okay. know who would do that. And then somebody, so my executor takes my bones and, and sells them. I'm getting the feeling, and I did a little research, this, that's not a crime. Right. I, I, I'm getting a feeling that, that isn't, that's completely legal. <laughs> because yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like it is. They're not being charged with anything in that regard. I leave my bones to my wife. <laughs> Same way I can leave her my car. So I leave her my bones. I guess I own them. I, I think and... it's just taboo to, to like, the idea to have a dead body. So... Like the idea of that, like somebody dies, you know, they go to the hospital, they go to the morgue and then they go to a funeral home where they get cremated or whatever their wishes are. But a lot of people don't realize like you can like claim the body and if you put it in your will, you can, I mean, I don't want to say you can do whatever you want with it, but having a, having access to a dead body isn't exactly illegal. Like it's not a crime. I, I, I tend to relate like a murder, like, okay, if you have a body, it's, there's a crime associated with it, but no, people right. die of natural causes, and and then those bodies get donated, and it's not illegal to have the body. I I think that's like a hard thing to wrap your head around. That like a school or like a funeral home, like they can have a body without any legal ramifications. They can actually have one, tear it open, do science, research it. Yeah, there doesn't have to be any. Right, doesn't necessarily mean that there is foul play. I wonder if. If, for example, my wife dies, we're, you know, we're married, my wife dies, and I just, it's morbid, but I just keep her in the house. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's stories like this that have happened. Yeah, there are stories like that. Is that a crime? I know, like, desecration of a corpse is a crime, but I think, again, that's different because there's because no... Because you're doing something to the corpse against yeah, their right. will. It, their wishes, right? There's no con consent, so to speak, or there's lack of consent. Right. If if my wife passes and I just uh, I don't I don't want to leave her, so I leave her with me. I, I keep her body in the house. I'm not sure that's a crime. I, as you can tell, I haven't done it on a dead body. <laughs> I, well, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. I, I don't know if anybody specializes in, in, in corpse law or dead body law. <laughs> I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I, I just did a yeah. stupid quick Google search. It says, although common law did not, did not regard dead bodies as property, the courts through the centuries have treated them in a, I don't know what this is, quasi property context. Q U A S I. 
yeah, uh, the right of the remains of one's deceased kin for the purpose of providing proper burial has long been recognized as a legal right. Um, in most situations, especially in the death, if the death was unexpected, you can keep the body at home for a few days. But as soon as your family is ready, you should call the funeral home of your choice to transport the body to the funeral home. That's so interesting. If, if, I'm just quoting a Google search. This isn't a specific state or country. This is just a Google response. And I, and I think, I, I feel like, yes, property rights, quasi, quasi just means like semi. It's a, fa it's a fancy legal term. Sometimes they say, oh, it's a, it's a quasi contractual right, or it's a quasi property right, which means it doesn't fall exactly into the category but it's very similar so like a quasi contract may be well we didn't have you know a hard and fast contract with all our you know con uh, contractual terms on it but there was enough so the treat the court's going to treat it as a contract so it's a, a quasi contract it just kind of means you know semi <laughs> partial right, right. Uh, but it you know, it's, it's lawyer speak. It's it's lawyer speak for like, we're not exactly sure what this is, but it's kind of like property rights. Your body is your property. So you have the right to dispose of it the way you wish. You can put in your will, I want to be cremated. Right, and right. That's enforceable. So it, I can donate my body to science. That's enforceable. But if you donate your body to science, the understanding, well, the a rational person would say, yeah, that doesn't include cutting my head off and selling it. That's, that's not part of it. Right. And, and after a little more research, there is there, there was a conversation on Google about in Idaho. Uh, it says where any death occurs, which would be subject to investigation by the coroner under Section 1943011, Idaho Code, the person who finds or has custody of the body shall promptly notify either the coroner who shall notify the appropriate law enforcement agency or a law enforcement officer or agency which shall notify the coroner. And then second, it says the department is hereby authorized to make and enforce such rules and regulations related thereto as in its opinion are necessary to preserve and protect the public health. So this is saying under... Idaho statute, anyone who fails to notify the coroner or law enforcement is guilty of a misdemeanor. It is also a felony in Idaho to hide a body. So I guess by finding a dead body, you're, you're required to call a coroner. If you don't call a coroner, then would, uh, what I'm reading is you could be considered as hiding the body. Yeah, and that, I think the, the beginning of that statute said something about uh, like foul play, or if you don't know how the person died, I can see that because you you know they want to do an investigation, so they want to know if you if you're walking through the woods and you see somebody and you see a body and it has you know a gunshot wound or it has a, an arrow sticking out of its head, obviously was probably foul play. So you're obligated then to contact authorities, the coroner who would come out and make a determination. Was this a homicide? Was this a suicide? What was it? So I, I get that. I mean, I see, I see the public policy, why you would want to do that. Right. I, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like keeping the body is, is there is statute for it. And it sounds like there's a, Public health risk is kind of what they label it under. You know, it needs to be evaluated for public health risk and having a decaying body could 
pose a risk to the public in whatever regard. So I, I don't think you could just have somebody pass away naturally at your house and just keep them there. I, I think there's going to be a problem when that gets found or when I somebody think, discovers that. Yeah, I, th I think you're probably right because they can kind of couch it as, as a public health risk that the body would decay now how about how about this though because this is this is the way the lawyers always <laughs> they always go one step further though so you know my wife passes i take her to the funeral home and they embalm her they preserve her and then i take her home so now there's no public health risk i, I don't know what they do in funeral homes but i pretty sure they drain your blood and preserve you fill you with what formaldehyde or something like that yeah but i don't think that's like an everlasting thing i think that's just to get you through a funeral i it must keep you from decaying I, I i don't know i would think though the risk of of transmission of disease or something would be significantly less once your body is embalmed right or if if you want to be super morbid, I just yeah. <laughs> you get the uh, you get it embalmed and then you you get that uh, like that saran wrap stuff. Did you ever see? All right, Carl, we're not we're not making mummies here. <laughs> you know when you move, and the, the movers come with that big thing of saran wrap and yeah. they wrap drink <laughs> wrap or whatever. Yeah, it looks like saran wrap, but it's oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, this, it's it's very you know from a legal standpoint it's very i find it very interesting because i don't know the law i'm assuming there's not that much to know most normal people if somebody dies they they call the the funeral home and the undertaker comes and he takes the body but there's some weird people in this world as we can tell from this story there's some very weird you know people that are going to do crazy stuff. I mean, there's obviously people buying bones and heads out there. I can't and, believe and that can even be marketed. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I guess it, I don't know if it can or can't be marketed. I can't believe it is being marketed. Like who, who wakes up and says, I'm going to try and find a human head today and I want to buy it and I want it sitting here on my desk and I want to talk to it and did have you dinners. Did you see the picture? <laughs> did I see the picture of what? You saw the picture of this guy, right? The guy from Bloomsburg, PA, Jeremy Pauly. Yes, I did see that. And I, I'm, I'm so like hesitant to comment on it, but it, it's not. I, I said to you off air that I don't, this is my opinion. I think you have to have some screws loose to be this kind of person. This I don't guy, think the normal average person is, is interested in this stuff. No, this guy looks, obviously he's got a full half his face is tattooed he's got he's got he horn piercing horn. going across his scalp yeah. uh yeah and then his his lips and it you told me he his one eye looks black and you said they tattoo the white out of the eye is that yeah they tattoo the retina I, I think it's called the retina yeah oh man so yeah he's kind of a scary looking dude so if somebody said to me do you think this guy would buy a human head oh i would believe it I would believe it. Yeah. I, I, I would believe it. And he, what did he do? He was buying and selling the body parts too. Jeremy, Jeremy 
Pauly's police mugshot is what it is. East Pennsboro Township Police Department. Two other people, Jeremy Pauly of Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, and Candace Chapman Scott of Little Rock, Arkansas, were previously indicted for buying and selling stolen body parts intended for cremation and pleaded not guilty. Now, mm -hmm. intended for cremation is like, to me, that's, a, that's an interesting piece to it because it, it, that's telling me that there was an intent for this body, whether it was through the, the school or through the, the demands of whoever's body it was, there was an intent there. Now, what if that intent wasn't there? You know, is that, is that a make or break statement intended for cremation? That make, it makes me think that there's, and I want to talk a little bit about the medical school, but as you said, when you turn over a body to the medical school, I, I'm thinking that the understanding, or maybe it is in a contract somewhere, that the medical school says to you, let, here's what's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to give this body to the first year medical students. They're going to dissect it and then it will be cremated when they are done. My thought is that that's where that's coming from, that the procedure when you donate something to a medical school is that they say, look, this is what we're going to do with it. And then when we're done with it, we cremate it. I believe it even said in one of the articles that that's the procedure that they follow. Right. Okay. So okay. in this scenario, the body was maybe dissected. And then although this guy's taking body parts, and the, I see a lot of problems here. And you, you and I were talking a little bit off air i think harvard's going to have a major problem these people are going to i'd be shocked if they didn't sue the hell out of this medical school right yeah for, no, I, you were saying that not you got to supervise this guy you have to and hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you, he's having people come into the morgue and didn't it say something? They were coming into the morgue. And, yeah, that's and, what the one article said, that he was bringing them in and showing them parts and then I guess bringing them home and shipping them. Yeah, so you, you got to have, I think, and it's just my opinion, you've got to have some checks and balances. You got to have somebody monitoring. You, he just brings people in. There's no cameras there's no secure scale. area like nothing it's 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 you know it's body so you're, it's not like you're invading privacy if, if you have a couple video cameras in the morgue and you see this guy stick a head in a bag and walk out well here's the why? other thing now I, I try not to live my life judging people but if i was mm -hmm. in a school and i saw this guy jeremy walk out of a morgue i'd have some questions <laughs> yeah and and when is he, you know, when is he showing this stuff like late at night? Does the guy have access to the morgue 24 hours? So, so he can come in at that, you know, 10 PM on a Saturday with, with some potential purchasers and, and, oh, here's a body over here. What do you think of this one? Like, here's, here's a head over here. What do you, I find, I think Harvard is going to have a problem and, and, you're right. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Right. Whenever something bad happens and the lawyers come out and they go, well, you should have done this and you should have done that. And you should have done this. Right. Nobody was probably anticipating that this guy is taking body parts home with him. 
and then selling them on wherever the heck he's selling them. Nobody would. Who do you think the? It's like in order. So I got two questions. The first question I'm going to ask: Who would be the victim in order for this to be a chargeable offense? Is it going to be the school or is it going to be the cadaver and family? It's going to be the. It's going to be the cadaver. Well, the cadaver's dead, obviously, but it's going to be the. It's going to be their family. Because, because what That's they're on the prosecution is, side, but it, like, wouldn't the school as well? Because they're the ones being stolen from, or would they be the responsible party? Oh well, well, you're talking about two things, right? The 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 criminal case, the criminal side. Yeah, sorry. Correct. Yeah, the the criminal side. I don't think the school did anything criminal. So right. you're right. The school was actually the victim. The school owned the bodies, for lack of a better term. Right. At least it was possession, their, yeah. yeah, it was their property, and then this guy stole from the school. Because I think when we when we were talking earlier, I think the when the person dies, his family donates the 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 body to the medical school. So I think the medical school then becomes the owner of the body, for for lack of better terms, and then this guy is stealing from his employer. Instead of stealing laptops or televisions, he's stealing body parts. Right. So in terms of the criminal stuff, yeah, he, they are the victims. The school is the victims. I was talking, or I was kind of thinking, next step is the civil suit. Right. It always, it always boils, whenever you get down to these cases, and I always say it, it always boils down to, how do we get money? How do yeah. we get money out of this? Yeah. <laughs> Follow the money, right? I mean, look, you sue Harvard, you, you're probably going to make some money. And, and I, I think lawyers are going to come forward and go, you guys were not monitoring this guy. He did it for, what, five years? Yeah, 2018 to 2023. Yeah, you, you weren't monitoring him. You had no procedures in effect for confirming that, say, that the bodies were properly cremated, and I'm just kind of get thinking out loud like if if they dissect the body is there some sort of checks and balances where somebody says okay well let's see we're going to cremate this body now hold on where's the head we only we, we don't have the head right <laughs> right there's some like inventory where they say <laughs> you know what happened to the heart or the the what was the other stuff skin or the bones and skin, brain yep like where did it go i don't know maybe i'm naive maybe it's just some gruesome you know smattering of body parts somewhere down there and nobody knows what the hell whose head is whose head i don't know it's it's absolutely crazy and then i guess the second piece of my question here is it says that they were indicted for buying and selling stolen body parts okay so can you hypothesize a situation? I don't know if hypothesize is right, but can you create a situation where it would be legal? Because they're saying that buying and selling stolen body parts. What if they weren't stolen? Is there a scenario where these bones could, could be legally possessed? Because it seems like the theft is the only issue here. It's not the possession of a human remain. It's the theft of it. I agree, and I think it's I think it's probably governed by state law. You were reading from what were you reading from Idaho or something? Yeah, I I would guess that each state has its own 
separate laws that would would kind of govern whether you can or cannot possess body parts. And from reading the article, I think I think it leans me to believe it leads me to believe that you probably can under certain circumstances, you probably can possess body parts legally, assuming you got them legally. And again, I guess you could get them through, you know, somebody, if your family member died and you somehow got the body parts legally, the same way when, I mean, if we play it out, right, if they, if you get cremated, so they cremate you and then they give your family the ashes. Right. To, to that's be, human remains. To, that's your body, right? That's your body. It's just in a different form. Right. So if instead of cremating somebody, my theory is they embalmed you. Suppose they even dissected you, not to be like super gross or whatever. Or suppose they just took your bones and then they gave you the bones back. Uh, I think right. that's probably legal. Like a human skull. If I say, look, I want my, when I pass, I want my body to be dissected. I want my skull to be preserved and given to, you know, Harvard Medical School or to my wife. Right. I, th- I think you could probably do that. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, it's gross. But I don't, I, think I don't know why anybody would, would want to do it, but right. I, I don't, that's not for me to figure out. I'm just trying to figure out, can you do it? I think you probably can under the right, right circumstances. I think you probably can, which may be morbid, but I don't think it's a crime because as you properly keep pointing out, it keeps saying stolen body parts, stolen body parts. It doesn't say just, you know, buying and selling body parts so the, the the fact that they were stolen from the medical school i think is an important fact right that that makes it a crime and then when you get you know you get into crossing state lines there's always they always get you on you using the mails you can't ship stuff through the mail that's illegal right you can't you can't ship illegal drugs you can't ship stolen goods so whenever you start using the mails they always charge you with a federal offense because you know obviously the post office is a federal agency well so i I, have you ever heard of the atlantic.com i'm now i'm like going down a wormhole here but it says (laughs) in the united states no federal law prevents owning buying or selling human remains unless the remains are native american Otherwise, whether you're able to sell or own human remains is decided by each individual state. At least 38 states have laws that should prevent the sale of human remains. But in reality, the laws are vague, confusing, and enforced at random. In one seven-month period in 2012 to 2013, 454 human skulls were listed. I'm not going to say where because I don't want to promote it. But were listed on a website with an average opening bid of just under $650. Wow. Yeah, as I said, I, th- I think it, that was kind of my guesstimate that each state has its own laws. There is no federal law you just read. So each state has different laws, and I think different laws apply to different circumstances. I, I, I think people, I could see, well, I'm not morbid. Like, I'm very squeamish. I don't like 
gruesome stuff. I don't watch horror movies and stuff. Slasher right. films. But I, I could see some weird people saying ha- having a human skull on their on their coffee table as a as a conversation piece. Hey, check this out. You know what this is? It's a real skull. Uh, okay. <laughs> I bet you there's I, I, people. Yeah, that, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't do it, but I'm sure there's people that do it. And it sounds like you can do it if the skull was obtained legally and sold legally but what's legally that's where i'm like where how does it become legally you know is it it does it boil down to literally the person that that whose skull it is like how do you legally possess that i think it i think it probably it probably boils down a lot to who the person who's dead, as I said, it's their body. So they, you could will it to anybody. I think you could will your body parts. Right. Or suppose suppose you don't have a will and, and somebody dies, then you, I, I think, I think the body is disposed of the same way by whoever, whoever would inherit if you didn't have a will under the intestacy clause. So somebody, if oh, I don't have a wait, will. what cause? Oh, in, intestacy. What clause is that? Well, if you die without a will, you die what's called intestate. If oh, you die, okay. If you die with a will, it's testate. So right. there's a there's every every state has in Pennsylvania has it's called an intestacy statute. So it, if I die without a will, a lot of people think, oh, if I die without a will, everything goes to the state. The, no, no, there, nice there's right. Yeah, there's right. There's a. It'll say, okay, or, or was was a person who died? Did they have a? Were they married? Okay, did they have children? So if they were married and they had children, then the children and the spouse split it. If they weren't married, then maybe just the children have it. Or if they don't have children and they weren't married, then it goes, I think, to the parents. Right. So, same thing would apply to a body. If if somebody dies, somebody's got to make the decision. What do you do with it? Right. Uh, usually executor does it and, and for people listening to the podcast you, a lot of people put that in their will so if you have strong feelings you should tell somebody some people really want to be cremated some people don't some people don't want to be buried some people do some people don't want to be donated for medical experimentation so you really should spell that out if you feel strongly other people just don't care look i'm dead i don't care what you do with it right but but getting back to how do you obtain ownership in that? So when we were talking about John Doe or Jane Doe, if you're a homeless person and you die and you have no family and nobody can identify you, what, who then owns that body? Is it abandoned property? <laughs> right. Does it become right. the state's? Like, is it what right happens? Or- <laughs> and, and this is going to come off like kind of crass or kind of, but if you, if you have something you don't want anymore, an old bicycle and you put it out by the curb, right next to your trash can. Right. And I come and take it. Well, it's now my bike, right? You've, you've abandoned it. You didn't want it anymore. You were going to, you had it out for the trash and I took it. Right. So now it's mine. And then this is kind of odd. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. That's right. <laughs> you're saying just hang out like next to the morgue trash cans and stuff, <laughs> right? Or somebody dies and nobody claims the body. 
is it is it abandoned? Is, is it finders property? keepers or <laughs> right? Is it is it abandoned? I mean, I guess they pick it up. The morgue picks it up because I know they have some of these places have just what paupers graves where some they just bury them or they just cremate them. It's it's an interesting topic. I don't know much about it because it just doesn't come up that much. Yeah, you don't, and it's crazy to see such like a a notable school having this problem like harvard this is harvard you yeah know? and and w what you have right Har that's why i said harvard first of all harvard's got money right. so getting back to i i think right harvard they have to have some some procedures somebody's going to say some lawyer's going to come in and say look you didn't you weren't monitoring the morgue. You didn't know this guy was coming in for five years and taking body parts and leaving with them. Like you, how do you not know he's leaving with a human head? Right. Right. How like why is nobody overseeing that? this? Why is nobody overseeing that? So I think that's where the, the liability comes in. And then who's going to sue? I think the, the people, the heirs or the family members, if, if I donated my wife to Harvard and I find out that this guy, you know, sold her head to the lady who makes the creepy dolls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, his is probably intentional infliction of emotional distress, which is a claim. And then you have negligent infliction. I think they're going to sue and go, Hey, you you have caused me so much emotional distress because now my wife's head is out there on some creepy. Dog. Oh my gosh, bro! I'm suing the I'm suing the hell out of you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's what I believe will probably happen. It, it's interesting because obviously the guy who did it he, he was kind of intentional. Like if you you know sell somebody's head on the black market, you can kind of assume that's going to cause emotional distress. Oh my god, yeah. It, then then you have Harvard. Was Harvard negligent because they weren't monitoring this guy? I feel I mean, like I, I can sue for emotional distress just reading this story. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think both of us, the more I read it, uh, the more I, I feel like it's so outrageous. And one of the things, you know, when you sue for emotional distress, it has to be so, so outrageous, they say, that, that it kind of shocks the conscience right. of, a, of a normal person. And this shocks the conscience, right? Like Just no that statement. My wife's head is now on a doll out in the world. Like what? <laughs> or, or it's missing, right? It's, I, I don't know where her head is. Right. Um, or, or a picture like, a, you know, it's even worse. If you say like you had, suppose you had a child that died young. Oh, don't even finish you know? the sentence. <laughs> yeah. And, and this, this guy, uh, I mean, I, I find it, I mean, he should get a, a shit ton of jail time, if you ask me. Well, they're saying if convicted, they could face up to 15 years. Which doesn't even seem like enough to me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem like enough for conspiracy and transporting stolen goods. Because those are the charges. Yeah. And yeah, transporting and stolen like goods across state lines, which then becomes a federal problem. And and that's probably the issue though. The issue is the 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 case is probably the same. It's probably the legally it's probably the same case whether this guy took was taking laptops from Harvard Medical School or he was taking body parts from Harvard Medical School. Right. Legally, it's probably exactly the same. He stole their property and sold it. Right. 
So when you add it, when you put that in, you're right. You would think, okay, it was a body part. Then instead of 15 years, it's 30 years. Right. But, like you're stealing a human pieces, yeah. like pieces of a human. Like, Right. right. You're not stealing a, a, a laptop or, or, or a TV. You're stealing. But I think from a pure legal standpoint, it's the same crime. It's the same case there's yeah, it, no it change body part to property you stole yeah. property that's it right there's no right there's no enhancement i i think under the emotional distress obviously it, it it's so outrageous that i i think people are going to come forward and you, you know how traumatized you would be if you found this stuff out yeah this would that... be crazy you know i'm curious like i don't think i actually read anything of how they got caught I, it's, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know how they they got caught either. I, I don't know how it came out. I, I'm sure one of them gets popped, and I and then obviously the whole thing unravels because this lady, you know, cat's creepy creations. Maybe somehow she gets caught, and then they say to, well, where'd you get the body parts? And, of course, she immediately says, well, I got it from this guy. And then then they start tracing it back. I mean, some of this stuff was sold on with PayPal. Right. Which is, so which you, is not you black market. Have, no, it's not black market, but there's also a paper trail, right? <laughs> you put in the memo. Wasn't there in there the memo? Head, head number seven or something. Right, right. <laughs> For a thousand bucks to, to I don't know who bought it, but it it, it on the, the case unravels pretty quickly once you get one of these people. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see anywhere in this where it said like how they were actually discovered. And maybe I didn't read enough of it, but I, I really I didn't see anything that said it. I don't remember because I know they they started issuing search warrants and they start finding body parts at these various places, and it covers a bunch of. A state's Harvard, I think, is in Massachusetts, right? So, but there are some things here in Pennsylvania, which is that one guy's from Pennsylvania, from Bloomsburg area. So this guy must have been shipping it, as it said, to to various states, which is where he gets jammed up on the federal level because now you have you know interstate commerce, so to speak, and and he's he's selling you know mailing the stuff. I don't know how you mail it. But, oh my gosh! I'm 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 listening to you and reading this. It says Pauly, uh, Jeremy Jeremy Pauly, the the guy that we were talking about, also purchased body parts from Candace Chapman Scott, who stole remains from her job at a mortuary and crematorium in Little Rock, Arkansas, according to federal prosecutors. Scott sold stolen hearts, brains, skin, genitals, and other parts to Pauly, according to court documents. In one case, she allegedly sold the remains of a stillborn fetus. To Polly for three hundred dollars. Polly then sold the fetus to a Minnesota man, Matthew Lampi, who is also facing charges. What is going on here? Well, I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what they're doing with with these things. I mean, you can only imagine what what the heck is going on. Like you said, whether it's some sort of satanic thing. I don't. I, I'm guessing, but it, it's that's kind of bizarre you would buy a, a fetus i mean that's just kind of bizarre <laughs> i mean it's just hard. look I, I think that's what i said when you when they're talking 15 years of jail i'm thinking look if this guy gets life in prison i'm fine with it 
right? I have no problem with it at all. I mean, that's just that's just not normal behavior. Stillborn fetus. That one. That one like hits your gut a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then he's reselling them. So there's obviously some sort of market here, but yeah, there's not enough jail time in my mind for but this somebody. Woman said she, they, like, they said this woman was stealing them from a mortuary, which means to me that this family was expecting this stillborn fetus to have some kind of burial or cremation or ceremony. Sure. That's a lawsuit right there. Oh, I'll, I'll, absolutely. It's absolutely a lawsuit. And, and there have been cases where they either lose the body or they're not supposed to cremate it. There's those cases, right, where you... They cremate the wrong body. Oh, that's gotta so be awful. You, you imagine like you you want to have a you know a funeral for grandpa, and and all and you know you get to the funeral home and they go oh well, well we cremated him I thought you wanted him cremate. Right. That's that's unbelievable. That, that's a problem, and you're you're right. If they were going to, you know, bury this fetus and she sold it yeah that's that's a problem and they're going to get sued i'm sure they're going to get you got to get sued for that i right. mean yeah, people hate absolutely. Lawyers, but sometimes, sometimes it's the right call right <laughs> yeah a, you but... go to jail and b you should get so it doesn't happen again that's why that's why you have lawsuits a lot of times a lot of people think oh lawyers are just grabbing money but it, it changes behavior too. Harvard gets sued for this, and guess what? Every medical school in the country now is going to say, "Hey, we better come up with some procedures to prevent this stuff." Yeah, seriously. Because we're going to get whacked for millions and millions of dollars. So, on, on some level, the trial lawyers do serve a purpose. I know most people hate them and think they're just money grubbers, but they, a lot of times, they fix defective products or they will something like this the medical schools will get the message if if they get sued and i'm assuming it's going to happen i don't know but yeah now we better have procedures for tracking this stuff and making sure people aren't coming and going with body parts so who's right? gonna like what what court is gonna uh, you know preside over this because it's a federal case so like where where is that gonna go yeah, the, the, well, the, the criminal thing is 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 going to be a federal. It's a federal crime, right? It's a federal. So that will be in federal court. I think it will probably be probably up there in Massachusetts somewhere. Does every state you, have a federal courthouse? They have usually. They have like like Pennsylvania. You have an Eastern District and a Western District. So some have more than one. Okay. They cover. You know, they cover, and then you have the appellate courts, which which cover various areas, but the district courts, um, usually you have a few, maybe in each state, depending on how big the state is. Right. Uh, like Pennsylvania, there's one in, in, and I don't do that much in federal court, but there's one in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and then there's one, I believe in Pittsburgh. So you have the Eastern district and the Western district. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure Massachusetts is not that big a state. Um, but yeah, it, it it works just like regular court. It's just a different set of crimes, but it kind of it operates the same way. I mean, they have sentencing guidelines. They have it. You can have a federal jury. Um, what what is an indictment? Like I I read that all the time, and I and, and I understand that it's like okay, you've been charged, I guess, with. But what yeah. what exactly does it mean? Okay, they've been indicted. The yeah the the indictment is just the formal charging of of somebody with a crime 
Okay. You can have you can be indicted by say a grand jury where a grand jury makes a decision and they issue, you know, an indictment. Most states don't do that anymore. Most places like Pennsylvania have a, a criminal complaint. It's kind of the same thing, but the indictment is just a list of the charges that uh that they bring against somebody. Is it it's only called indictment if it's federal or is that state too? I think some states have still have indictments. Okay. Uh, I don't, Pennsylvania generally, we don't. Um, Okay. We have, you know, a criminal complaint or you can be indicted by a grand jury, which means that the grand jury has decided the criminal charges should be brought and then the DA's office will file the charges. Okay. But I think some states still do have an indictment. It's really, it's really just procedurally. I don't think it changes much. I think. Feds do just use federal indictments. Right. Uh, it sounds scary, that's for sure. It, it does, indicted. Like, I think it wasn't Trump just indicted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know they if you just, start that conversation. But yeah, yeah. I was say, I'm not, not going to go down that road. <laughs> it does, like you said, it, it sounds like scarier, right? It oh, he was, does. Indicted. he was indicted. So, yeah, it, it sounds, sounds worse than... He was charged criminally, but it's kind of the same thing. The process kind of works the same way, you know, whether there's bail or not. You get bail. I think this this creepy cat got bail. I believe she was released on bail because it's 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 when you step back, as we as we said, it's it's a theft. It's not a violent crime, right? It's not it's not a murder or you know anything like it, it, it's. She bought stolen goods. Right, which could have been rightfully owned if they weren't stolen. You know, what What if another country has, like, different guidelines on this stuff and you're allowed to possess these things and you buy it from the U.S., you buy it from another country who legally possessed it? You're not stealing it. Right, and I think her, her Instagram, it, it said human bones for sale. So, again, I, I can't imagine you're advertising that on, on Instagram if it's illegal. Right. And I don't really forget what state, what state was she in? Boston? I think uh, you're Boston. I don't remember. I mean, I know Boston's not a state. But <laughs> I'm, <saying anything. laughs> I'm not cutting that out, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm just reading the, the headline games from Boston. I want people to go, oh, the, the, the lawyer thinks Boston's a state. <laughs> no, I know it's not a state. It's a city. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> Hey, I don't know. People are listening to this and go, oh, this guy's an idiot or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, I didn't look. I don't. I don't know what the uh, you know. I don't know what the laws are in you know Massachusetts. Um, but I don't know what the laws are in Pennsylvania on some of this stuff. I just, as I said, I don't. I'm not an expert in body part law. <laughs> right, but but honestly, it does sound like there is a legal way to possess this stuff. And if mm-hmm. this was any other good they'd be in the same situation it really doesn't have to do with the body part the body parts just make it a more interesting element to you know society i guess yeah and i think the only thing the body part does is it may it may create a civil cause of action because now you have emotional distress obviously if somebody steals your your tv and they sell it on the black market you know you don't really have emotional distress right if someone steals the remains of your loved one and and sells the head to somebody else, uh, now you have emotional distress. <laughs> right. It's a different. It becomes a different case from a civil standpoint. From the criminal standpoint, as we said, it's the same. It's the identical case. Nothing changes. Which is very very interesting to me. 
But uh, I mean, I, I don't really have anything else to say. I think we've stretched this one out as much as we could. It's a crazy story. Uh, Carl, I want to thank you for going over it with me. And anybody listening, if you guys find yourself in this situation and you got some body parts and now you're being charged with stealing them, you should definitely call Carl and have a consultation with him. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I want to be representing people that are <laughs> buying and selling body parts. Like, I, I generally will defend people, but I don't know. You got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it a shot because all of his information is at the end of this video, and you can set up your consultation with him today. And we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. The information contained in this podcast is provided for general information purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice or advice for a specific case or legal matter. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as an agreement for legal representation. This podcast and parties do not represent you in your particular matter unless there's an express written representation agreement between you and this firm. If you're interested in obtaining legal services, head over to cnaplaw.com or call 215-268-6333 and schedule an appointment today. That's cnaplaw.com. 215-268-6333. For more high quality music like this, head over to bensounds.com.